Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, your host Mark Bergman. And welcome back to the Inspirations News Podcast, a special edition live from home. And we're talking to Allison Levine. She's currently ranked number one in the world by the Boccia International Sports Federation, the first woman to ever reach that height in the BC4 category. And she's been scheduled to represent Canada at this year's Paralympics before it got postponed, of course, due to COVID-19. Allison joins us on the podcast. Uh, Good afternoon. How have you been holding up so far? I've been doing well. Uh, hang it in there. Thanks. We'll talk about uh, the last eight weeks in a second, but give us a, a, a quick overview of your career, Allison. I guess it all started uh, when you were horseback riding at the age of 15, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it was around the age of 15 uh, I started having symptoms of my neuromuscular disorder around age 12. Before that, we didn't know that I had any type of disability. And uh, progressively, as I get older, it gets worse. So um, I tried a bunch of different sports. Uh, that I was capable of doing back then, and now uh, boccia is the sport that is best suited for me. Yeah, it's amazing. Talk to me about the evolution of a wheelchair basketball to a wheelchair rugby and eventually now boccia. Yeah, so um, pretty much all Paralympic sports are designed kind of with an idea of what type of disability in mind. So something like horseback riding, you obviously need a very strong core and good use of your arms. Um, so I was able to do that when I was younger. Um, but then when I couldn't safely sit on the horse anymore, I tried wheelchair basketball, which you don't need to have use of your legs, but your upper body still has to be super strong. Um, but then I had to switch to wheelchair rugby, which is a sport made for people with impairment in all four limbs. You have to have a disability in all four in order to play. So I qualified for that. But then my neck got really weak, and wheelchair rugby is a full-contact sport. So when people were ramming into me, my head was kind of flying back, and I was getting a lot of whiplash. So unfortunately, I had to call uh, had to call it quits on that sport. And then boccia is designed for people with the most severe level of impairment. And uh, I'm in a class where I currently throw the ball. Um, yeah. I use a pendulum uh, gravity-assisted throw, what they call. Um, yeah. But the great thing about boccia is if I can't move, at all anymore, I can become a BC3, which is a category that plays with a ramp and a okay. uh, performance partner on court. So no matter how bad my disability gets, I can always have sport in my life. Talk to me about that word adapting uh, over your career. How have, how have you learned to adapt and what does it mean to uh, to adapt? Well, for me, um, I think uh, adaptation is, is it's everything. It's in every aspect of my life, I have something uh, that I need to adapt. That, that that takes many forms, whether it be a technical adaptation, such as wheelchairs, um, a furry adaptation, my service dog, <laughs> mm-hmm. or adaptations um, include having and getting help from others as well. Um, it's about thinking outside the box and finding unique and creative ways to help you accomplish things that you normally wouldn't be able to accomplish or things that I used to be able to do, how do I compensate for them? So everything from something as simple as brushing my teeth that I have to have found a new way to do it, um, all the way up to the adaptations in my van, which I can drive. Throughout this whole COVID-19 situation, uh, a lot of people are just learning for the first time, unfortunately, how to adapt uh, their lives and how to yeah, do there's the, the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. There's the, there's the psychological side of, ad- of adaptation as well, of um, 
learning to roll with the punches and having plans and boom, having them change um, instantaneously. So learning to adapt and be able to be flexible, it's pretty ironic actually because I'm someone who um, is quite uh, rigid in, in my routines and likes to keep things. I think a lot of athletes are like that. Um, so when things change unexpectedly, I normally don't cope very well with it right away. Um, but I always it, it always takes me just a little bit more time. But then I'm able to find a way to to switch things up. I mean, I, w- I was going to the Paralympics this year, uh, ranked number one in the world, and now everything is completely different. So how do I adapt my training, my lifestyle, my everything um, to hold out till next year? Tell me about that moment, uh, Allison, when you heard that the uh, Olympics, and of course. Um, the Paralympics would be postponed. Um, it was. It was. Um, well, I'm on the Canadian uh, Paralympic Committee's Athletes Council, so we did have an emergency meeting um, the day uh, a few days before because we decided um, Canadian Paralympic Committee, along with the Canadian Olympic Committee, decided that we would announce a statement that if the games were not postponed, Canada would not be sending a team. Mm-hmm. So that was something that kind of we decided to do in order to pretty much force IPC, International Paralympic Committee and Canadian, and International Olympic Committee to make the decision to delay the games because right. as much as it hurts to have the games um, postponed, and we're in a period of time where we can't be thinking about sporting events. These are people's lives at risk, and that's what matters most. So when the decision by the International Paralympic Committee and the International Olympic Committee was finally made that, yes, we are postponing the games, it was quite a victory as well because – I wasn't going to be going if they weren't, um, and just bottom line, I know it's the right thing to do. Tell me what happens to an athlete mentally when you've been preparing for this moment for a long time only to find out that uh, that it's not happening. It will happen, but it's not happening right now. Yeah, it's um, it's a big it's a big blow in that you know it's it's every four years the Paralympics. And, and Olympics, and yes, there's other there are other competitions, and we we travel around the world every year. But there's something about the Paralympics. It's it's the it's the epitome of elite sport. It's what For everyone sure. dreams to. So when it was January first, 2020, it was oh my God, it's the Paralympic year. I've done it. I've made it another cycle. Yeah. Um, Rio was amazing, and I can't wait to do it again. And then it's just kind of like that extra drive you have at the beginning of the year, knowing that it's a Paralympic year is there, and then all of a sudden it just completely disappears, and your motivation goes, well, what now? You know, you know that you've got to keep training as much as you can at home, but you're not with your teammates, you're not with your coaches, and frankly, it's, it's, it's definitely not the same. Throwing balls by myself, it's, it's rather boring at times, and keeping that motivation up is extremely difficult. But luckily, we have a lot of support. We have our uh, mental mental prepper, uh, preparation, sports psychologist to help us through this and to keep us motivated but also to let us know that it's okay to not be motivated. It's okay to take a break. The games are in more than a year now. We can give our bodies that break that, that it needs and focus on some other skills like your, your mental performance side. So it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise, I guess. I'm glad that you're saying that because, you know, this is an issue that's touching um, everyone, and, you know, it's, it's okay at this moment not to be okay. Yes, exactly. It's, it's perfectly normal, and you can have days or even weeks. I had a period 
of a week where I just felt really sad. That was about, I'd say, six weeks ago. Just sadness. And I couldn't really exactly put my finger on what it was. It was just the situation as a whole. Um, I missed my family. I missed human contact. And I just was like, what do I do to make this better? And the best thing my sports psychologist told me was, don't, just just let it be and feel it. Like, things kind of suck right now, um, and that's okay. And then eventually, just uh, a week later, I just started feeling better. I started throwing some, some more balls, getting more into a routine. Um, I have it on my schedule today to throw some balls. I haven't for about a week. Um, yeah. And sometimes I start to feel guilty. Oh, no, I should be doing it. But I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I love that you said that. Um, physically, though, I mean, how have you been uh, keeping up and keeping in shape? Yeah, well, I have a uh, stationary hand cycle in my apartment. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that uh, day on, day off, day on, day off, uh, throwing balls in the hallway. <laughs> and uh, just <laughs> in general, um, it's going to sound weird, but because I'm alone um, and having less and less help come in, I'm doing so many more things that normally during a day I wouldn't do um, that are just keeping me active and moving around. So something as simple as, as putting away my own laundry, um, it's a big task for me. So doing things like that instead of having someone to, someone come in to do it, which could risk, uh, which could, could pose some certain risk, those sure. are things that I'm doing and are taking a toll. So, yeah, but there's a lot of botcha that you can do. I like to say the sport is played 98% between both ears. So there's a lot of video review I've been doing. I've been meeting with coaches, uh, meeting with the sports psychologists, um, and, and like I said, like tons of video review. So. Anything uh, new or interesting uh, that you've learned about yourself over the last eight weeks? Oh, um, <laughs> that I'm not ready for retirement, I guess. Because, <laughs> like, you know, you always think, uh, oh, well, maybe after this Paralympics, maybe I'll consider retirement. And it's, it shows me that I just, I love what I do so much that, you know, I, I knew that before. It's not so much like a new learning, but it just confirms that this is what I meant to do. And I guess like everyone else, um, not taking for granted, um, just being able to give a hug to someone you love. We're talking to uh, Allison Levine right now, currently ranked number one in the world by the Bache International Sports Federation. And coming up in 2021, do we have dates yet? Uh, July. July, okay. July, um, yeah. And number one, not only the number one player in the world, number one player, uh, it's, I guess it, it's a mixed gender sport, so number one is a woman. Yep, that's true. First time in the history of uh, the BC4 class that the, a woman has held that that uh, number one spot, which I'm I'm very proud of. Yeah, what does that feel like to you? Um, it it's it just for me, it's um, you know, I get the bragging rights, of course, but I get to really stress that message to other um other women out there, and especially younger girls that are. Um, finding it hard participating in sport. You know, a lot of sport for kids is often mixed, uh, mixed gender, and they can often feel intimidated by the boys and feel like they're not good enough or that they don't suck up. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm proof that that's not the case. And uh, we have, um, although physically we may not be quite as athletically strong in certain aspects, um, I think mentally we have an edge. So <laughs> there are other ways to... Um, to adapt, I guess, and, and overcome. Well, as you said, uh, postpone until 2021 sometime in July. Uh, and we wish you uh, best of luck at the 2021 Olympics. How weird does that sound? Yeah, it sounds like, – well, it's, it's actually – they're still calling them the 2020 Olympics. And oh, really? 
Okay. But they're happening in 2021. In 2021. Awesome. Well, yeah. we thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and we're wishing you all the luck in the world and uh, get that number one again. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Inspirations News Podcast with Mark Bourbon. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.